Hey, welcome to the Mostly Skateboarding Podcast. I'm your host, Tim Boltonelli, and I'm joined this week by Patrick Higongo and Mike Munzenreiter. Today, we're talking about the latest cover of Thrasher. This is one for the books. On the cover, we see Evan Smith doing an ollie on the Bay Bridge from the cable over a gate and into the banked anchor. Story behind the photo, it's almost as good as the photo itself. So, Alex Papke, photographer who shot this photo, how did you guys get this shot? It's kind of all like a lot of luck coming together. Me and Evan have been shooting photos for a while. We're both like kind of roughly from, he's arguably from Pittsburgh. I'm from Pittsburgh. I grew up like kind of watching his skating a lot. He was always kind of the sickest. When I moved out to Long Beach seven years ago, we kind of got together and started hanging out within the last few years. We started shooting a lot of photos. He's kind of hit me up for pretty much any crazy idea that he has over the last few years. And he's been trying to just get... The whole thing is he has, he has, he had up until this point, he had three covers and at the skate shop in Orlando that he skates for plus skate shop, they have all the photos printed on like cork board. So they're hanging on the wall, but it's like a row of two and then just one underneath it. So he's always like, dude, I got to fill it. I got to get two on top, two on the bottom. So it's four <laughs> total. And, um, he's like, I have this idea. I don't even know if it's possible, but on the Bay bridge, there's this thing you can skate it's epic can we do it this month and i had may was like one of my busiest months that i've had lined up since uh the pandemic has kind of been taking place and i had a couple days at the beginning of the month before i was leaving for on and off like until the beginning of june and i was like you know what i can drive up cinco de mayo we can drive up we can do it i'll fly back the morning of the trip that i have to leave on and we'll get it handled and he didn't even show me a photo of the spot or anything. I just was kind of like, I, I have a trust for Evan. Evan's been doing this for long enough and he's crazy. And so <laughs> anything that he has in mind for me, I'm just like, fuck it, let's go do it. So we drove up there and he showed me a photo of what it was on the way. And I was kind of just like, okay, well, like, how do we get there? Because I've driven over this bridge a bunch of times. I've seen that thing a bunch of times because every time you come up from LA, that's where... You go through, you see that, and you're like, that's a skate spot, but like, it's right after you get off the of Treasure Island. So we drove up, we went straight there. He's just drinking the whole day. We're just like having beers the whole day up in the van, kind of just like relaxing, Cinco de Mayo. So we get up there and we just go straight to that. We park on Treasure Island up top, and Dylan Christopher is our uh, quote unquote getaway driver. And the whole time, me and Evan are like, maybe we can go to jail, whatever. To be safe, I'm going to write Dylan's phone number down on the hand. So we both, we have a pen in the car, a little ballpoint pen. We write his number down on our hand and he dropped us off up top. We have somebody filming it from like another location. I don't want to really like air shit out yet, but we were up there and we went down and you got to walk down like an on-ramp and there are supports on each side. And so you can kind of like, we didn't even know if you could roll on what he's popping off of. We didn't know if it was too round or not. So we went down there. We took a friend's board that had like smallest trucks on it just to be safe and he went down he put his board on it rolled and was like it's possible let's do it right now so it was rush hour all the cars were kind of pretty much stopped until you got to where we were and uh we crossed the street it was pretty easy and then uh it was kind of it was really foggy that day you can kind of see in the photo but we had to like luckily i brought flashes with me and so i just set up a flash on a sign right there I was like, tested it out, light looked good, and I was like, go for it. And I was shooting it from, you can see in the photo, there's like a jersey barrier on the left side. And I was shooting it like inside from that, 
but the way it framed him, he's like on top of the background of the bridge and you can't see the pipe that he's rolling on. So he, it's, it's like a very busy background kind of thing where I'm shooting photos. I can't afford that at all costs. It just, it looks like shit. So I was like, he did it really fast. And it looked, it, even the bank that he has to ride down, you can even see in the photo, it has these huge bolts on it. And then it drops, goes to a curb that's like barely a board's length, and then it drops again. So it's like, boom, boom. And he did it in probably like five minutes. He's one of the best skateboarders in the world. And I was like, dude, I need a couple more. Like just the classic <laughs> photographer, like, one more, oh, one no. more. <laughs> so I was like, dude. I got to get crazy with this. I was like the only angle that's the best. Cause I remember looking at it on Google street views and it's a really clean background. If you're in the second lane of traffic. And I was like, I don't think I can handle that right now. I'm going to do the first thing. So as he'd be rolling up, I had to have my camera. Like I was holding it above my head and I had like one of the flip down screens. So I'd just be watching it and I'd have to have it above my head. I'd have to like make eye contact with the driver that's in traffic. Just be like, Hey, one second, go into traffic. As like I'd walk in as he was rolling up and just hold it up and just pray and just shoot it. And we got one I remember where his hands were just like, it's the one that's on the cover. His hands are just like very like perfect. And the way the light set up too, it's technically hitting him from the backside. So it will cast a shadow over his face. But because of the way his hands were, it like, it was just a perfect angle to where his face was all lit up. And it was like, I was like, yep, we got it. And within... 30 seconds 45 seconds i could see i could see flashing lights like coming through the tunnel and the cops pulled up and they blocked three lanes of traffic there was like three or four cop cars and they came every angle they came like through the tunnel they came down the on-ramp we went on like they were on it because i they have cameras so everyone's like i'm gonna go talk to them blah 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 so i go to get my flash down and i turn around and evan is just getting handcuffed and put in a cop car and i'm like all right it's happening so I'm like, hey, I tell the cop he's coming at me. I'm like, hey, I'm just putting this stuff. He's like, hands behind your back, drop the camera, put it in there. We'll take care of it. There's actually a video of me getting handcuffed that somebody uh, somebody was able to sneak on the iPhone. But I just get handcuffed right behind the barrier. All my gear gets thrown in my bag. Camera's still on. Very susceptible to a formatted card. All my flashes are just like packed in there with damn near all my lenses. Both of my camera bodies. Because I had a camera body malfunction the day before. So I was like, I got to bring my backup camera just in case. So all of that was in my bag. I had like $12,000 worth of stuff in there and they took us into jail. They took us into the city over the bridge. And at the time the cop was like, was it worth it? And I was like, no. Was but, he being um, facetious? He was, he, the, the cops, they, they were terrible. They were really, him and Evan, like his arresting officer, they're cracking jokes. This guy to me is like a disappointed stepdad. It's like, <laughs> it's just like, He's like, I can't believe you did this again. Like, I'm not showing up to your baseball game for sure this time. Not happening. So time out. they took us into the city. They took us into the California Highway Patrol office. And I'm, I'm oh. handcuffed in the front seat of this cop car. And they have, I've never been arrested before. This is the first time. They have like a little notch in the back of the seat that they hook you up onto. So you literally can't, you can't move at all. And let's, let's be clear real quick, Alex. This is state police that got you on the Bay Cal- California Highway Patrol. Yeah. Wow. So, Yeah. So a notch in the seat. Yeah. There's a notch in the seat. I'm handcuffed in there like a little nylon belt and I'm just, I'm stuck. And Evan's in the cop car next to me and we're looking at each other. He's like, we did it. We did it. And then the cop comes in. It's a different cop. And he's like, Hey, I just want to let you know I'm your arresting officer. And we want to make an example out of you. So <laughs> we're going to confiscate all your camera equipment until the trial. 
it could you could get it back in a year. I don't know. You might not get it back for a long time, but uh, it's ours now. And I'm sitting there and I'm just like, what? Like they can do that. And so that's when like the panic attack starts. And I'm like trying to like get out of my handcuffs. I'm like, my phone's in my pocket and I'm yelling. I'm like, Siri, call. Trying to call my girlfriend, trying to like just, because I told my girlfriend on the way up there, I was like, hey, if I don't text you for a while, chances are I'm in jail. And I'm like mouthing to Evan that my camera gear got taken. He's like, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll buy you whatever. I'll buy you whatever. <laughs> and they take us into um, booking. We get all the, all the shit done. And I'm trying to talk to the cop and be nice. And like, I'm just like, so do you guys like, what's the worst shit you guys see? You're like, uh, like, Oh, do you live in the city? And eventually the one officer who was just the dickhead was like, are you like trying to take him out on a date? Like stop fucking talk, shut your fucking mouth. And <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> just, did you have a mustache? Clean shaven guy. Bunch of, bunch of young, this guy was like middle-aged, like not your stereotypical. I mean, it was definitely, he was, he was playing the, the bad cop a bit, mm-hmm. but, um, Nah, just run of the mill, overly buff, like power hungry, bad mm-hmm. cop. You know, we're coming on what twenty years after nine eleven. You know, y'all were caught on a bridge, highway patrol. What, was there any talk of like them throwing like terrorism charges? Because I know like um, a few years, like what two thousand two to about two thousand five six. Uh, anything having to do with um, a bridge or a major piece of public property, something like that police would really throw the book at you. Um, they didn't say anything like that, did they? No, but after the fact of us getting out of jail, that was definitely something when we were looking everything up, that was definitely something that we thought was a possibility. My only thing that I think really helped me mentally was I was looking it up, and a few months prior with the George Floyd protests, there was a march on the Bay Bridge, and it was a, it was the thing where, like, I don't even want to call them protesters because they're, they're not, they're just, they're peaceful protesters, I guess. But they were walking across the bridge, blocking all lanes of traffic and everybody got arrested. And there was like 29 people that got arrested and they were all charged with like, I can't remember the charge off the top of my head, but it was something so not that bad that I was like, now I'm still in jail. I, I didn't know any of this when I'm in jail. So I'm just thinking like, I'm in jail. But so me and Evan stayed in jail. We were in there for like five hours. And we honestly like made the best of it. We were in a holding cell together. We were like, they had left a brown paper bag in there. And someone had something that had a lot of blood dripping from it because at the bottom of the bag was just like dried blood. And we, <laughs> we tore it up and we made equal sized pieces of paper so we could make paper airplanes. And there's a little hole in the door that like, I don't know what the fuck they use it for, but... You could, we we're trying to stand like behind the toilet and throw the paper airplane so it could get in there. So we did that for a while and then they confiscated the paper airplanes. So we started <laughs> playing I Spy and then they brought us jail food. So we got turkey sandwiches. And of course, Evan's a fucking psycho and he's like, This is the best turkey I've ever had. This must be like locally grown. Like it's so good. And I'm like, Dude, this turkey is ass. This bread is ass. <laughs> <laughs> These carrots smell like pesticides. So Evan's down in his... Tr- Evan, I think, ate my turkey sandwich too, but I had a piece of bread and I'm just turning the bread into little, like, uh, little, like, almost like spitball type things. And I'm trying to throw them into the, into the hole. And we were like, dude, we can't get out of here until... Because at this point, we're kind of having fun. And I was like, we can't get out of here until we make it in the hole. And, like, <laughs> all of a sudden, dream shot, just shoot it in Kobe Bryant style. 
Evan gets my back. He takes a piece of bread off of his, fucking throws it in. We get in. Five minutes later, they're like, all right, get out of here. So we Cinco de Mayo. So we got out at 10 o'clock at night. We went straight to a bar, took some shots of tequila, got picked up. And we were trying to plan it out the next day. We were like, dude, we'll be able to get the stuff back. And I'm looking online and I'm like, there's no way we're getting the stuff back. And so we woke up the next morning and we went down to California Highway Patrol to try and get it back. And the officer who was working was a different officer, even more of a dickhead. He like was listening to my whole story and, you know, I'm being polite. So he's like, wait a second. So how old are you? And I'm like, I'm 27 years old. And he's like, that's crazy. Because to go on the Bay Bridge, you must have the intelligence level of a 15-year-old. And that must mean you're just fucking stupid. And there's literally no reason for me to even talk to you right now or entertain this conversation. He was like, we can talk to the DA about you getting a camera back in there. But like, honestly, dude, the DA is gunning for you. And he has a target on your head. And he might just add tampering with evidence charges on top of it. And our, oh. our existing charges were resisting arrest, which is bullshit because I had a video of me getting arrested and I'm just like, put the cuffs on me. But uh, it was that and like criminal trespassing and then some traffic infraction, maybe. So, so um, let, let's uh, just so that I'm clear on it, like didn't post bail. There's Sounds no like bail the- at this jail either. That's the, that's okay. the other thing. It's called um, it's called 850 Bryant. And it's like a famous jail where like rappers will fucking go to like. Andre Nicotine has been there a handful of times. Like John Alden was telling us all this stuff. And he's like, dude, that's the legends jail. And uh, it's a, it's a no bail jail. So it's just, they'll, they'll hold you. And then let you go. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Just, just I, I think you made it pretty clear, but just so it's clear for me again, like you sort of expected that you might get locked up, but I, I suppose like you're going to keep telling the story, Alex, but did you expect exactly what happened or was it was it more than you expected or Um, plan for halfway kind of is like i mean you can talk shit and be like i could survive jail blah 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 and then like you actually get put in the situation you're like nope this sucks so it definitely like once you're in the cop car you're like this doesn't really feel like it was worth it and so it's one of those situations where like at the time beforehand i was like i'll get i'll get arrested for this fuck it whatever dude i got like nothing i don't care and then once you're getting arrested and you're getting told you're not getting your camera equipment back and you have a month of shoots that you don't have a camera now or like right. any of your good expensive lenses, you're just like, this is a situation. So, so that was the backup body in the bag. That was yep. like all your have, sh- or most of your shit, I should say. I mean, I have like had one flash left. I had a telephoto lens and I had like couple old zoom lenses that i don't even keep in my bag i have like a backup fish i like shit that i just don't even carry around anymore because i'm like i hate this lens i shoot mostly prime lenses because i just think they're sharper but um yeah i had like a couple zoom lenses at the house that was just like i guess i'm just going to use these for the next month so yeah we went down and after we got out of the police station when i got told i was an idiot 15 year old idiot (laughs) i was just uh pretty upset i went outside and i just hulked my whole windbreaker off just ripped it off clean and uh started punching street signs just i went crazy i I lost it i started having like a really bad panic attack and uh yeah i like couldn't breathe or anything like it was it was bad and so i was supposed to fly home the next day 6 a.m 6 a.m flight back to lax go straight to malibu i had to shoot a house in the morning and then i was supposed to drive from there down to anaheim which is like two hours at that point of the day, jump in a car, 
and then drive to Arizona for like, I had a catalog look, look shoot that I had to do out there. And so I was just like, dude, I need an earlier flight. Like I can't fucking do this. So I got the next flight back to LA. I had a friend pick me up and I found a camera on offer up that was two miles from the airport. So I picked that up, went home, unpacked my bags, repacked my bags, and then left the next morning. It was just like, all right, I got to get through this month. And um, that whole month was like probably the worst month that I've had in my whole life. It's, it's like the classic case of when it rains, it pours. It was just like one bad thing would happen. And then like another bad thing would happen. And then it was all things that like, thank God it was nothing where it's like loss of life, like no friends, nothing, nothing happening like that. But it was just a constant state of like, okay, this is definitely the worst thing that's going to happen all month. And it's like, psych. So it definitely got to me. I was kind of losing my mind for the whole month of May. And I just like kept going through crazy, crazy shit. Like would get it. I got, I got home from Arizona and I was like going to pick up flashes from my friend, Dan. And on the way there, I just got my car fixed like a month before car breaks down and just like, that's crazy. And then like, I get new flashes and like none of the flashes would work or something. So it's like, I had to go through, and like figure out how to get them to work like while I'm on a shoot. And I'm just like, dude, I'm too stressed out now. And I ended up going to Cincinnati. I was, I was shooting something out there and I had a flight booked to go to Pittsburgh afterwards to see my family. It was the first time I was going to see my family since COVID. And I'm like going to the airport and then I look at the flight and I realize that flight fully got canceled and no car rental place will do a one-way rental. So I could get it because it's only a five hour drive. And I finally found hurts shout out hurts got a got a car drove straight to pittsburgh met up with my mom my mom lives uh with her boyfriend right now but she has a spare apartment 30 minutes away she was like oh i'll give you the keys whatever like you can sleep there so i like put all my stuff in there she's like the locks in this apartment though are really tricky like they've messed me up a bunch of times and i'm like i tested them out while i was there i was like mom this shit's easy so we go we have dinner I go to drive home at like 10.30 at night. I'm just so hyped to go to bed. And I get there and like, I can't get this key to work. And it's like, I'm just so stressed in general at this point in my life that it's like in a hot hallway, like middle of the summer, Pittsburgh. I'm in sweats and a long sleeve shirt. So I'm like taking my shirt off. I'm wiping myself down with sweat. I'm turning the key all different ways. And like my fingers are bleeding because of how I'm trying to turn this key. And I'm just like, dude, what is wrong with my life? So it's like, I had to drive... 30 minutes back to get a different key. I slept. I ended up sleeping at my grandma's that night, like on her futon. And my mom calls me the next day. She's like, I had too many glasses of wine last night. I gave you the wrong key. <laughs> Good God. You're and making I'm just me like, anxious right now. <laughs> well, it keeps going. And then like that day I was like, you know what? I just want a mellow day, relaxed relaxation. And my little brother still lives there. He's like, dude, I got this dope waterfall swimming spot. Let's go out there. So it's like hour drive out there, hour hike in, swim, have the sickest day. And we come back and we get back to his apartment. I'm supposed to meet my whole family for dinner at 630. And it's like, I haven't seen my dad yet or anything. And he's like, I'm going to go inside and change real quick. And I was like, I'm just going to change on the street. There's no one out here. And so I put my phone and wallet on top of my car. I changed. Must have forgot to grab my wallet. And I've never done this before in my life. And I drove off and I drove like 30 minutes to the new skate shop and I go to buy a shirt. And I'm like, where's my wallet? Feel around, check the car. I'm like, dude, I think I left my wallet on top of the car at your house. So I'm driving like 70 and 25 zones, cutting off cars, running red lights. I'm like, I have to get this. I'm calling my mom and I'm like, I can't make dinner anymore. 
And she's like, wait, is that the same wallet you put the only set of keys to my apartment in? I'm like, yep. Has my ID to get on the flight and everything. I'm just like, um, I hate this. Like, what did I do? Go back there. can't find my wallet. Calling all these restaurants and driving up the streets, like walking on them, trying to find all this shit, trying to, trying to just find anything. And my brother's eventually like, dude, let's just call the cops. So we call the local fucking police station and we tell them the situation. They're like, what's the last name? We tell them and they're like, what's the first name? And I'm like, no way. And they're like, yeah, we got the wallet. Like, just come in, just prove it somehow. Like, tell us what's in the wallet. And I guess some good Samaritan found my wallet on the street like five minutes after I lost it, took it to the police station. And she ended up finding me on Instagram to tell me. And I was just like, you honestly saved my life. I had everything in there. Like I couldn't have gotten on a flight, couldn't have gotten any of my bags. And that's kind of when my luck turned around. I was like the end of May. I go back to California and I drove up to SF like four days later. My dad sells suits for a living at Nordstrom. So I had like some fancy suit that he just hooked it up with. And I got a nice hotel room so I could just like chill. Go out to dinner with Evan the night before. And Evan's like, I'm with him and Cody Chapman. They're hammered. And they're just like, you know, like there were these kids doing graffiti on the Golden Gate Bridge a couple of years ago, like hanging off. They got a year in jail. And I'm like, dude, I had a, I had another, I never get panic attacks unless I like smoke weed or something. And I'm just fully like at dinner, my throat closed up and I'm at this dope dinner spot in SF that I was both going to throat fully closes up. I can't breathe. I'm like coughing all crazy. I have to like go outside and like literally blow enough fucking bag. You're up there for court right yeah just yeah. just for like a day because the day of court my girlfriend was flying into san jose so i was going to pick her up afterwards and like that night and so we go to court the next day bright and early we're like there before the doors open we go in and there's like a board that has like the people's names on it that are in court that day and like our names weren't on it they're like that's kind of weird and i go up to the window and give them a slip and they're like yeah so all your charges got dropped you're good and we were asking about the camera bag. And we're just, I'm just like, they got dropped. I was like, that easy? They're just done? And they just tell me, they're like, yeah, just go down to evidence downstairs. They'll probably give you your stuff back. So we go down to evidence downstairs in the same building. And they're like, we got no record of you because there's no court date. Like, we can't help you. Me and Evan are just like, where the fuck is this bag? And I'm just like, dude, honestly, I'll like buy a camera off somebody on the street right now and just go reshoot this photo with you right now. Okay. Like, I'm fucking, I'm fucking down. I just want it's one of those things where I'm like I'm not letting them take this away like I did this I went through all this shit I deserve the fucking photo and the whole time Evan's like dude we shot a cover we shot a cover and I'm like bruh I didn't even look at the photo I don't even know what it looks like like I can't I didn't shoot it I shot it uh, horizontal so it's not a vertical photo like they chopped it down and I'm stoked for people to see like the full crop of it because that photo is like really fucking special to me but yeah I was like dude there's I, I just I don't know. I don't see it, man. I just don't see it. I'm sorry. And I've had my hopes before. I've been doing this for a long enough time to where I'm like, when am I going to get this front page, man? And uh, we ended up going to California Highway Patrol where we got arrested. And the guy at the front desk, I'm in my suit. I look pretty good. You can see it on my Instagram. I kind of look like I'm like Evan's lawyer or something. A lot of people have been telling me that. Because <laughs> Evan looks like shit. He got a I love the guy, but he got a $40 suit at Goodwill the day before. And it's just like his shoes are too big on him. Like everything's fucked. And I go in there and I'm talking to the guy and he's like, oh yeah, man, that's a bummer, dude. The evidence guy's not in today. Like he worked too much this week. He's not going to be back till Monday. And I was going to Costa Rica on Monday. And 
I was like, dude, I need this guy right now. Like, you can't get it to me. And he's like, no, nah, man, I'm not authorized. He's like, I'll give you his contact info. And he's writing down his contact info. So I'm like, I got to blow this guy up and tell him to get to work. And wow. he's halfway done writing. And he's like, wait, one second. He goes in the back. And he's like, oh, no, the dude just got here. Like, he's here. <laughs> He'll help you out. And I'm like, <laughs> what? And so I, he comes out. And it's, I recognize this guy. And he's like, oh, skateboarder, dude. What's up? Camera bag? And I was like, yeah. He's like, you beat the case? He's like, charges dropped. He's like, nice, man. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, he was like, did Evan Smith's charges get dropped too? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, cool. Yeah, just give me that paperwork and give me your ID real quick. And he takes all that. He photocopies my ID. And then I just see him in the back holding my camera bag and it's all zip tied shut. And I'm like, no fucking way. I'm losing my shit. And he cuts the zip ties. He's like, double check everything's in there. Open it up. The camera had been on the whole time. So the batteries that night of I had a fresh battery in there, so I put it in. And there's like 20 to 30 frames of just black. And I'm just going through and I'm like, please, please, please. And then it just goes to a photo of the Bay Bridge. And I'm like, oh. And I find the photo of him doing it. And I'm like, yep, got it. And I ran out to the car and haven't filmed it. I'm like happiest. It was the opposite of when I had my panic attack there. I was like so, so hyped. And I ended up going to, because I was there for pretty much the whole day still, because I didn't have to pick my chick up until 8. So we went to EMB because I had always wanted to skate EMB. And we ended up like skating with Reynolds all day. I shot Reynolds frontside flip the set of stairs there. Like I wasn't using my uh, I wasn't using my 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 bridge camera. I was using the backup camera all day. Like I looked at the photo like periodically through the day. And I was like, I'm not touching this. I'm not showing it to anyone. I showed Evan when we got out of like when we got the camera back, and that was it. Like Evan never saw an edited version of it before it was on the front page. Wow. So um, yeah, I just kept that thing close to me all day like literally slept with it next to my bed at my girlfriend's family's house in Santa Cruz. And I kept that thing like close to me for the next, however I got home that next day, edited the photo and like, I kept it. I, I didn't send it out for a few days. I sent it out like that next Tuesday. Court was on a Friday. Evan had said, we shot a cover, we shot a cover. And you're like, dude, I can't even th- think about that. Cause of all that shit, when you saw it, did you think, Oh shit, we shot a cover. Do no, is that or like uh, yeah, Evan, yeah. Or Evan, the- Evan literally looked at it and was like, "Oh, that's cool." <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Dude, I gotta like edit the colors and everything." Like, I think I like took out one pole that's like right behind. Him. I was like, "Just let me do my fucking, let me do my thing to it." Like, let me like, I don't know. I don't want to say I like live in Photoshop, but definitely like I think Photoshop makes or breaks a photo. Like, you can tell when a photographer doesn't know how to use Photoshop or not. Yeah, and um. I was like, dude, I just, I got to put it on a computer and I got to, I got to look at it on there. I took like two days to edit it. And then I like, I was calling like Dylan Christopher, who's like my team manager. And I was just like, how do we like pitch this? And he's like talking to some other people and we're trying to figure it out. I sent him the photo that I have. And he's like, wow. And I edited it a couple different ways. Like I added sky to it a couple different ways. So it's like, you could potentially crop it as like, it'd be easier to crop it as like a vertical, you know? Yeah, the eight by ten format that they do. So I like did different crops of like adding sky to it because it's all fog, so it's like a pretty easy thing to put in there. So I was just like, all right, I'm gonna just add height to it to like make it like I sent them three different crops and I sent them a very obvious like this is what I want as the cover crop, and they did not use that. And I didn't pitch it as anything as a cover. And Burnett hits me back. I I was at the airport. I got there super early on a Tuesday and was just like writing it out in my notes and then like copy and pasted it to uh, to an email. And just sent it out and he was like wow 
yeah, we'll definitely use this for something. Contents page, my war, something. And I'm just like, okay. And that's like an excited for Burnett because sometimes I'll send him photos and he's just like, okay, thanks. I'm like, can you use an exclamation point in the email? Like maybe he's hyped. <laughs> uh, what's like, uh, what's like your, your, your relationship with Burnett, Mike Burnett, um, editor of Thrasher and Thrasher Magazine prior to this? Like, are you... I mean, Thrasher, I've been... I, um, I don't know. I've been shooting photos for them for like the first trip he ever sent me on was like 2017. I think he sent me to Portugal mm-hmm. with the globe team. And it was one of those things where he was like, Hey, I got a trip for you. Cause I was bugging him. I was like, let me get a trip. Let me get a trip. Let me get a trip. Cause I'd shot a lunatic fringe of Ryan Townley. That was the first editorial thing I did, which coincidentally yeah. was in the issue that was Evan Smith's first cover, which I just think is like some small world shit. This is kick for in Philadelphia, but yeah. playback shot, which is a really cool photo. I mean, their family, they've, they've done seriously so much for me. And, and Burnett has literally like, it sounds dramatic, but he's like literally given me like my dream life. Like before this, like before I started like kind of doing stuff for Thrasher, I was just like, shit, dude, I was working in shitty bars. I was working at Joe's Crab Shack. I worked as a carpet photographer in LA getting paid $11 an hour to shoot photos of carpet and the old black mold that was in the warehouse. I was, um, a Lyft driver for a little bit getting like hit on by guys every single night. And like, I can do a whole nother podcast on my list stories. If you guys want, I think that's kind of like my backup <laughs> career as stand-up comic about my list stories, because I could film like a Netflix special on this shit, but damn Lyft was a terrible job. I do not recommend anybody doing that. You get sexually harassed for day or tech guy. Maybe dude, maybe both like honestly, like an awareness thing, like, like male predator awareness month or something. I don't know if that's a thing, but it, I dude, after I drove not to go off, but after I drove Lyft, anytime I would get a female Lyft driver, I'm like, how do you do this? Like I would get, dude, I got sexually assaulted. Like not like on some, like, I don't know, but I got touched by people that I did not want to be touched by several times driving Lyft. And I'm like, how do women do this? And I would talk to women. They were like, oh, nobody bugs me. And I'm like, what vibe do I give off during these things? Like, I'm trying to be nice. I'm not trying to like, I I don't even know what they think I'm going to do. But yeah, anyway, I I worked a ton of shitty jobs. And and ever since I started doing stuff for Thrasher, they gave me so many good opportunities and let me like, I've gotten to travel the world on someone else's dime for years now. And I honestly don't even have words for Burnett because he's done so much for me and it's like a very uh i guess the way i could describe it is tough love right even the content spread is a big deal right i've had photos in thrasher every issue for the last four years and it's one of those things where i like i don't want to say i don't get excited about it because i definitely do it's like a dream job literally but it just gets to a point where i'm like oh i shot another two-page spread in this like i've I've just done that a lot of times. And I know that sounds like cocky and a lot. It sounds, it sounds kind of shitty because a lot of people would dream of this, but once you do something so many times, you're just like, you shoot a photo and you're like, I didn't even really like this photo and it somehow got ran. (laughs) And you're just like, there will be some issues. Like there, there's been a few issues where I'm like, I'm really stoked on everything I shot in here. And then there's other issues where I'm like, dude, I blew it this month, but then you still have a photo on Thrasher. And that's like, been your dream for fucking 10 years or whatever. You're just like, you're literally shooting a photo to shoot a photo sometimes. And I just don't get excited as much anymore. So like getting a contents page, yeah, it's an honor, but it's like, it's not the front. Like the front is like, there's only so many copies of that magazine that get printed. And 
the front is the thing that gets seen the most. It's, it's Instagram posts. It's the, it's, it's what everybody like identifies the whole issue as. And so, yeah, I don't know. I was like waiting because it's an Instagram post. So I was like, literally like, I was like, it usually comes out on Friday. I was like, I'm refreshing Instagram all day, like waiting. So they don't tell you they're not. Hell no. (laughs) Hell no. I don't know a damn thing. I had Dan Z call me while I was at work one day. And he's like, dude, this, this photo is crazy. You got to tell me all about this. He's like every, he, all he told me was everybody here is super stoked on it. And the only people I had showed was Dylan Christopher, I'm a team manager, Cole Matthews, and then Burnett and Cameron who lays out the magazine. Tony Vitello and Dan Z, who edits all the photos for the magazine, they saw it. They were the only ones. I didn't show it to any of my friends. No one even asked to see it. I was like, wow, nobody really cares about it, man. Nobody even asked to see it. <laughs> you told but I wasn't crazy gonna... ass story and nobody wanted to hear about it. Nobody Never wanted to see, see nobody wanted to see the photo. Nobody yeah. was like, they thought I would like offer or something. But I I don't know. I was I was gonna say no anyway. But yeah, I um I don't know. I was out, I sent it to him and I was refreshing Instagram and I was like, it didn't come out with it. And like Monday rolled around and I'm like refreshing Instagram. I'm like, God damn it. It's happening on Friday. And so me and my girl were out getting Mexican food. We just had like a mellow day plan. And I got a call from my little brother and I'm like, why is Deegan calling me right now? And I pick up the phone. And I'm like, what's up, dude? And he's like, dude, you did it. You fucking did it, man. You did it. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, Thrasher, you got the fucking cover of Thrasher, dude. You got the cover of Thrasher. And I'm like, what's up? And I opened Instagram and my shit had already just like started blowing up. <laughs> it was just like, hell yeah. It was just like popping off. And I, I looked at it and I was like, no fucking way. Like, and it's also an honor to have a cover with no text on it because that is like some uh it means they respect the photo. Oh, it's it's the water tower gap. It's that there are no words that can describe what's happening right now. Whatever else is inside the magazine, whatever. Look at the cover. I mean I gotta ask though. At any point, did you ever have like a sense of danger, like where you felt like this is death defying? Like, did at any point did you ever start thinking like this might be deadly? Nope, I just kind of went with it. I'm like so like, dude. I don't know. It sounds corny, but I literally like my job is like 95 percent trespassing, and I've <laughs> shot photos in like the a most uncomfortable places. I have like two sets of bolt cutters in my car. Like, I have my little bolt cutters. I got my big bolt cutters. Like. I do this shit on such a regular basis to where like, I don't know. I just don't, I don't even like care about that shit. <laughs> I'm just like, if I, if something happens and something happens, but where I was standing, I was like, the worst that can happen is somebody's going 20 miles per hour and they see me and they're like, I want to hit somebody with my car today. And they rev it up to 50 hit me and I'm dead. But like, that's, that's some like, that's terrible. Nobody. I, I mean, I hope nobody's like, hasn't fucking just had that bad of a day to where they're like, I'm going to kill this kid that's standing on the Bay Bridge today. I mean, you'd hope not, but I mean, the I other know. amazing thing is that you beat the charges. Um, there was no civil asset forfeiture because uh, your camera equipment, um, you know, if you, maybe if CHP was feeling a little bit more zealous that day, they could have said, no, nah, we're keeping this. This yeah. is probably the state now. You can buy it back at auction. Yeah. And you had this like this hell month basically. And I don't know, maybe it's, do you think that there's any sort of like cosmic lesson here or do you think that like it's just like a bad coincidence and then like shit got worse and worse and worse and worse and then eventually it got better see if you asked me that a few months ago i'd just be like that's life but i'm like super good friends with kyle walker and kyle walker is like on some crystal shit to where he's like (laughs) believes in all of that stuff his mom has like a healing store like they're amazing people 
I was just, I picked him up from the airport. That's where I was like coming from before this. I picked him up from the airport and we were just talking the whole time because he knows this has been like my dream for the longest time. And we also had a photo that a few months ago we shot was going to get on the cover and it ended up going in the same issue. And he called me a couple of weeks ago and was like, dude, you think it's got any chance of being on the cover? And I was like, I sent my Bay Bridge photo in this, this month. So <laughs> I don't know, man. He's like, oh yeah, that's it. And I'm like, no, nah, I don't, I don't know anything, but sorry, Kyle. Help. Yeah. But he, um, he's, I talked to, I talked to him about a lot of this stuff and I fully believe that it's like, you got to pay your dues. Like, I feel like the way that you are looked at as a person is one of those things where it's like how you react to a bad situation and how you like roll with the punches kind of, because a lot of people like they have a shitty month, they crumble and they sit inside and they like drink their fucking life away. Or you can just look at it as like uh, there's a silver lining somewhere. And in this situation, 100% there was a silver lining. Because like if I could address the police officer that arrested me originally and asked me if it was worth it, looking back on it, 110% would do it again. Like would go through all this hell again. I mean, I really don't want to. Please don't do that to the universe. <laughs> but it's... um one of those things where like shit happens and like if you can roll with the punches and get come back on the other side a stronger person which i feel like i was able to kind of do then by all means like give me some shit i mean shouts to you you made it through the pandemic you finally got to see your family you went through all of this and you're still here yeah so i mean in the grand scheme of things yeah that's and that's a riveting story i just gotta say (laughs) like i mean like when you were describing your anxiety like getting arrested kind of like writhing in the police car wondering what's going to happen freaking out at the courthouse like i mean that, that it's incredibly compelling i guess yeah it's it sucked <laughs> it sucked there's probably going to be some people listening who are either filmers or photographers and i guess one thing that interests them is how do you know your limits like do you have to go to the outer limits to be able to know how far you'll go for a photo or for um a clip or is it something? Is it something bigger than you? Like it seems like you're pretty in tune with your sense of. Um, I, I, I guess you, like you have a pretty good idea of what your outer limits are. But other for people who are just starting out, they might have no idea if they're willing to like lay in the mud, you know, after cutting through three fences to get a photo or to get a clip. Yeah, I just think that um, I don't know. I, I just always think people should try their hardest. Like if if it's like if there's like an easy way to do it, then like. Chances are there's a harder way to do it. It's going to be cooler. I like that. But I just think that, I don't know, you got to go out of your comfort zone to make something special happen. Like, I've shot a fucking bajillion skate photos. I can't even keep track. I was actually like searching on Thrasher fucking a minute ago. And I have like, uh, I used to do this like stoke of the day feature long time ago. Where they would just get a skate photo. They'd Photoshop it into like a cover format and have like skater's name, location, photographer's name. And I shot some photo of my cousin doing a front blunt at a, on a skate park ledge, like 2010, maybe. And it ended up, it's kind of like a photography where you send it in and you like, don't know if something's going to happen with it. And then all of a sudden it just comes out the one day. And I remember it came out in like 2011. It was my junior year in high school. And I was like, holy shit, I got the Thrasher Stoke of the day. And it's like, I ended up getting like two of those when I lived back home. And then I remember like my bucks freshman year of college i had just started sending photos to magazines and i got like uh skate john was like my my shit back then that's like a realistic place to get my photos and i found out i got like the contents page of skate john and like had a bunch of photos in there and someone else called me like dude 
you got a fucking photo in Thrasher. You got a photo graffiti. And I got a photo graffiti of a, of a photo of a friend that I shot like years prior and just sent it in and it never got used. And somehow it popped up in there. And I was like, holy shit. It was in the Figgy Bacon Destroyed fold-out cover, which I wish they did more fold-out covers. But it was in that issue. And I just remember, I think I still have it somewhere. I definitely still have it somewhere. But I just like that feeling alone is so cool. Like I remember the first time I got an Adam Thrasher, it was the coolest thing. Like first time getting a two page spread, first time shooting an article, first time interviewing someone, like first time seeing your name on everything. Like then it's the looking back on it, this feeling is like unmatched. And even this, like this issue that came out, like I got a really cool feature with Kyle Walker in there that I'm like super stoked on that I shot the majority of. I did uh, an interview with Eric Herrera and you can on chocolate. who's like, fucking sick like yeah. one of my favorites out right now have an ad with brianna gearing in there for girls she's like another one of my like top favorites she's fucking gnarly and she is so cool she is like my uh she's she's honestly like one of my all-time favorites just in general she's so cool but yeah it's just cool getting to like every photo that i have in there this month it's just like a photo of like my friends you know it's like not i'm like not on some work shit it's like I went down to Miami with Kyle Walker for a week and like partied in South Beach and we got like three gnarly photos. We just had fun. Like we did some really, really cool shit and it ends up being like a huge feature in Thrasher. And we have another, like there's, there's another photo in there of Kyle. That's like one of my favorite, you know, I'll wait for you guys to get mad, but it's this like crazy grind photo we shot in Miami that uh, it's like one of my favorite skate photos I've ever shot because it's very wide and it doesn't look like a skate photo at first. If you look at it on the phone and the way it's laid out in Thrasher, you're just like, it's one of those, like, uh, I don't know. When I saw it, I was like, wow. I was like, that is so sick. So, yeah, I'm just stoked to be alive, man. It's cool. <laughs> it's just cool getting to do shit with your friends and not, not going to jail. Jail sucks. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're living the dream, man. Jail Yo. sucks. <laughs> Avoid the bookings, kids. Yeah, I would recommend it to anyone. As much as, like, I don't know. I had a friend that had to go to a jail, jail for, like, a couple of days just on some, like, absolute bullshit whatever and i talked to him he was like dude i don't care what people say jail is your worst nightmare times 10 i'm like yeah that that makes a lot of sense like i can i can see that i can see how that's a that's a thing just being jail not prison not prison i do i can't imagine i've watched enough like true crime shows and just like (laughs) shitty things that depict jail and then you just go the closest thing that i can say that represents it i don't know if you guys have ever seen 60 days in but um, interesting show to watch if you ever have as much time on your hands as I do because I had a lot of time on my hands during quarantine. But um, it's the show where they pretty much throw like people undercover in prisons to like try and like root out the evils in there. And it is like just the whole thing, like the booking, like where I had to say, like be at. It was so relatable for me because I was like, this looks literally identical to 60 days in like i have a feel not a feel for this but like oh i know what this is i know what this is like we're gonna hold myself whatever but yeah that shit sucks it sucks <laughs> yeah i mean in the grand scheme of things you know what you should consider you got to sell your story to uh like one of those uh one of those shows kind of like not locked up abroad or something like that but you know something similar like one of those like uh, true crime uh tv shows where there's like a reenactment you know yeah, I think I just need to do like an all around TED talk about life because I got way too much fucked up shit up my sleeve that I'm just like, <laughs> is this guys... riveting stuff, dude? It's... Yeah, I mean you've had us like completely silent this whole time for almost an hour, which is yeah, amazing. <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I think it's like your ability to kind of like uh, take us through that roller coaster of emotions. But I mean, 
Shit, you could probably do a whole thing just about being a Lyft driver. I'm sorry that, you know, that Dude. happened to you. But man, like, I, multiple that's times. something a lot of people multiple could re times. relate to. Yeah, it's just, um, I don't know, dude, like, I grew up in Pittsburgh, and I moved out here when I was 20, and I lived in, like, dude, one-bedroom apartment with seven people for the longest time. Just, like, worst living conditions. Fucking, we got bed bugs. Right after we got bed bugs, we got mice. Caught 23 mice in my apartment. I lived, yeah. I, I slept on an air mattress, and I would hear the mice scurrying underneath. It was just, like... It was bad. So I've definitely like, I've been in those situations to where like, oh man, like, does this get any better? And like, dude, what the first, right when I moved out to California, I was out here for five days and I was like, I really like doing straight no complies. Like that's the one trick I got. Not really. Don't, I, it's really all I got. And I, I could do it down a five stair. So I was like, I could do it down a 10 stair. And I tried doing it down a 10 stair and I landed on the second to last stair and my ankle, like I got the video clip the other day for the first time it happened seven years ago it's bad <laughs> i destroyed this thing and i was like posted up the first two months in california staying at my friend zane timpson's mom's house and was just like his parents would cook me three meals a day i was just like stuck and my mom the whole time was like just move home just move back home like it's not worth it just move home moved to long beach like two months in and it was just like my apartment got broken into twice in a three-week period four months into me living there and like they took everything i got my like the only thing that stayed was my camera equipment which i got that stolen shortly thereafter but yeah laptop tvs like everything around our house it was just like i don't know it, was, it got it was bad like the first few years of living here was like really really gnarly i was like because i dropped out of college to try and pursue the whole photography thing and i was just like all my people at college were like so you're moving out to california shoot photos of skateboarding I'm like that's not gonna work good luck <laughs> And you got to cover a thrasher. Jokes yeah. on them. Oh, yeah, they're, they're probably just like, oh, that's cool. How, how much How much are you feeling like, okay, this whole saga was worth it? Like, how, how much does getting the cover level things off? Like, what's your next goal? Are you cool here for a little? I mean, dude, my whole, I was, I was telling Kyle this earlier too. It was like this whole, I shoot like a lot of, I do a lot of clothes stuff. Like, I shoot a lot of stuff that's not like, it's maybe brands that are in skateboarding. Like, I did a lookbook for element a couple months ago. And I have like a lot of fun doing that stuff. I have a lot of fun just like shooting outfits on people. And like, it took me a long time, but I get to the point where I like, will shoot some photo and I'm looking at it. And I get the same satisfaction as I did a skate photo. So it's one of those things where I was like, fuck, I really, and you make way better money doing that. It's a way more immediate thing. Like an issue with Thrasher. I mean, I don't get paid for this issue that just came out until the first week of October. So it's like a very long turnaround time to even get to see any monetary compensation from that. And sometimes I'm selling photos from four years ago. And so it takes a very long time to get the money to where if I'm shooting like clothing stuff, like I have to shoot swimwear tomorrow, I'll get paid in like a month's worth of time. And it's an established rate. Like it's actual, it's more of a job. It's not, it's not as much fun. But my whole thing was that I was just like, I just want the one thing I want in skateboarding is to make that one thing that's universally, you could hate me. You could hate Evan Smith. You could whatever, but like you see the thing that we made and you're just like, wow, like I respect that. And I just wanted to make that one thing that was like really universally respectable. And yeah. it's cool to just being like, okay, I was able to cross that one off of my goal list for this year. I can like, kind of like not focus my energy on other things, but like, I don't have that like looming over my head anymore, you know? You you already 
said you would have done it again. I'm trying to remember when it was. Was it when you got out of jail? Or at what point were you like, all right, I'll go do it again if we have to shoot this photo again? Like, kind of like driving back in when I went up to SF Court because I had to go back over the Bay Bridge. And yeah. I was just like, I drove right past it. And I was like, fucking dude, I'd do this again. I'm like, whatever, it's not that bad. So, so I'm looking at the cover and it's hard that there's no cover lines. Like, that's so fucking dope. I'm glad you pointed that out because I don't know if I'd have noticed that without thinking about it. Would would you shoot it differently if you had another uh, another go at it? No, I kind of did it the exact way that like I had it in my head because the whole way that I shot it, it like has uh, the whole bridge in it. Like that van that's on yeah. the right side isn't cropped out. Like there's a ton of it space so good. on both sides to where Evan's still on that like thirds mark on the left side, but you see the whole bridge. And it's a foggy day, so you can't see the city, which I'm not like... I kind of like it that way because it gives it like more of a eerie kind of feel to it, I guess. But I don't know. It's just like I'm satisfied. I'm good. I like who's wearing the right outfit. Light worked out good. It just I'm like, nope. I I did that. It's good. And actually, speaking of Evan, I mean, how did he take all of this? Because he was facing the exact same thing. I mean, you know, he's got a skate career going. Just got on Uma, or that was wow, that was last year. But I mean, relatively recently, uh, was there? Was he freaking out at all, or was he kind of feeling like, eh, it happens? Evan is painfully positive. It's, like, <laughs> hard to, like, just, like, dude, like, this is a serious fucking problem. It's like, oh, yeah, I'll mean, we'll deal with it. He, like, venmo me money. He gave me, he had cash with him so I could buy a new camera, and I was like, yo, I need this much more amount to buy, like, so I wanted to buy a lens, I needed cards, I needed batteries, I needed all this stuff. And he just, like, venmo me, no questions asked. He's like, yeah, I got this amount of money in the bank. I'm trying to do something with it just get me the money back eventually just get it back i'll buy you whatever you need and uh ended up selling that camera super fast super easy sold everything got rid of it i haven't got his money back everything worked out did you ever seek out any explanation for why the the charges were dropped nope don't they have a year to bring them back i'm really scared to bring them back <laughs> you, you might have to leave california I might have to leave the country, man. I'm going to Europe on Monday, and I might just stay. <laughs> yeah, I wonder if seeing the cover is going to change the situation. Dude, it's funny, too, because, uh, yeah, I don't know. I had, I've had i had two people so far reach out to me saying they were driving across the bridge when they saw it. Somebody even had a video of us shooting it, driving across the bridge that I got sent. Holy shit. It's, it's pretty crazy. <laughs> I mean, you do you guys stand all- out. You do stand out. For yeah. sure. I mean... It's pretty, I mean, one of the guys was like, I was wondering why there was traffic on the bridge. And then I saw you guys and he's like some actor from LA and he commented on my Instagram post. He's like, dude, I saw you guys doing this and I didn't know why there was traffic. And then I saw you guys skating and I was like, where the hell can I see this? And now it's on the cover of fucking Thrasher magazine. <laughs> That's so, you're so a superstar. You know, you've made it though. If you're in CHP in that district office where you guys got locked up. If, if they have it in, it's like, yeah, we busted these guys right after it happened. This, this never would have happened if it wasn't for us. Give them back the yeah. camera. <laughs> <laughs> I just hope, um, I don't know. I was doing some research into the, the district attorney for San Francisco, and he seems like a really, really cool down-to-earth guy that's actually, like, fighting legit crime out there, opposed to, like, I don't have a record or anything. I like to think of myself as, like, a good, hard-working kid. I've worked really hard for what I have, and somehow technically a business owner because I own my own photography company, which is, I have no idea what I'm doing with any of that. But like, um, I'm just trying really hard and like given, I mean, Evan too, like we work in creative fields and we've had like one of the gnarliest years of our whole life. I was on a converse trip in Argentina when all of this shit happened. And I was having like 
was on a trip with Jake Johnson, with Milton Martinez, like some of the gnarliest skaters that I've ever been on a trip with. And I was like, this is my cover. Like I'm getting, uh, if I can get a Jake Johnson, cause Jake Johnson's the first photo that I ever had. I had a Jake Johnson photo in uh, a skateboard mag back in the day as like a Togs yeah. feature. Grant Britton wrote it. Cause I was fr- I'm friends with Grant Britton's son. So Grant R- Britton like wrote the thing about me. It was a Jake Johnson photo, like literally some like, I remember I was in high school and Jake Johnson texted me. He was like, Hey, the photo's cool. Like you can use it for whatever you want. And I was like, Oh my God, Jake Johnson's texting me right now. Because Jake Johnson lived in Pittsburgh for while I was in high school, which was the most random thing ever. But I was on this conference trip and I was like, this is going to be my cover. And then four days into the trip, we got told the border was closing in two days and we had to get on the next flight out of there. And we had gotten absolutely no skate photos that whole time. And I was just like, wow, they're really, really fucking me on this one. The universe, man. <laughs> <laughs> the universe really doesn't want me getting this front page. Well, you got it. Yeah, somehow. I don't know. Got luck. Shout out, honestly, just shout out Tony Vitello, Michael Burnett, Danzy, Cameron, Cole Matthews, and everybody that has like literally taken a huge risk shooting a photo with me because there was a long time I did not know what the fuck I was doing with the camera. <laughs> Could have fooled us. <laughs> yeah, you're lucky. killing it. You've been killing it for a long time, Alex. Thanks, man. Appreciate that. It means a lot yeah, to man. hear from uh, you guys. But yeah, shit's not easy. I got out lucky and I guess I was able to reap all of the possible benefits. Does this this Evan Smith cover photo, I mean, there's a lot of significance with it now, you know, when you were just looking at it right when you got your camera back, were you like, oh, shit, this is one of my favorite photos ever? Or where does it rank? Oh, just because of the story. It's like my, like, it's pretty funny, too, because it's like it's really tied. Like skate photos I've ever shot, it's between that and like this Kyle Walker grind photo that's in the same issue. So it's just cool seeing like two things that like in the last year I've gotten really, really excited about. And I'm like, this is probably the peak of my career thus far. And it's cool seeing both of them like come out in the format that they did. What, what are you going to do? Are you going to get this thing framed? Are you going to blow it up? Are you doing like a, just, just chop the chop that front page off and put it in a frame? Like how do you memorialize well, this? What I want to do is, uh, I think it would be really cool down the line. I'm like traveling for most of the summer. I leave for the unforeseeable future on Monday. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm going to be gone for a while. And so when I get back uh, later this summer, I want to do a limited print sale, just make a hundred prints of this photo. And I want to sell them, but have all proceeds go to some San Francisco bill related project, have something like have it go towards a good cause kind of that can maybe help other people out because we got really lucky in our situation and i know that there's a lot of people that don't get as lucky and anything that i can put forward i'm going to reach out to some people and try and find the best fitting foundation but i just want to do 100 prints of this i really don't want to do anything past there my roommates want to get one for the house but i hate looking at my photos in the house so <laughs> i'm gonna try and do 100 copies of that maybe 150 if if that's fitting, but it is really expensive to get a hundred copies of a photo at the size I want. I just want it to be special. I want it to be like all signed by Evan, signed by me. I want it to be the real deal. I want it to be like on some like Mike Blayback, Grant Britton print sale shit to where um, I want to just like get these hundred copies out and then give all the proceeds to somewhere that's going to help someone else. So hopefully within this summer, I'm going to have that going. I'm going to try and work something with Uma to where we can maybe do that. But you got to save yeah. some for us. <laughs> yeah man uh, I once, hey. once 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 it goes live man i'm just letting the wolves take care of it i yeah i don't know it's uh 
I, I just want people like people, a lot of people have already reached out to me about getting in front of this and I've told everybody the same thing, but I just want, I want it to be something special where there's not a lot of these out there because there's only a certain amount of magazines printed. So I only want there to be a certain amount of prints printed and a lot of any other photo that anybody wants from me, hit me up, man, because I need to make money. But um, I don't print as many fucking copies of whatever you want. But that photo is just something special to me where I'm like, I just want to have this, have only a certain amount of people have this. Hell yeah. I, so. I'm, I'm looking at it on the Thrasher Instagram. I'm just like, it's fucking perfect. I might just go out and buy a copy because uh, for subscribers, it doesn't usually come until like end of the month. And I don't know. I feel like this is something like I kind of need now. <laughs> Go to your local dude. As soon as I saw Burnett had it, I drove an hour and a half down to Oceanside and down to Encinitas and uh, picked it up and got to see the lair where Thrasher's been created pretty much more or less for the last 20 years. So yeah, Burnett gave me a handful of copies, so I've gotten to come through them and show my homies. But uh, yeah, I think it'll be at skate shops probably like end of this week, early next week. And then those usually go fast and they'll hit Barnes and Nobles within two week period probably. Also for anybody, like, I feel like this is such an asked question that like, I just have to address because I always see it floating around on like the message boards or anything. Like people are like, why are they coming out with the September issue now? It's fucking July. And the reason behind that, I'm sure you probably have an idea, Templeton, but when they do this, they like, anytime they send a magazine out, whatever copies don't sell, at that end of the month period, they rip the covers off and mail the covers back to the publisher as like a, we didn't sell these. So they put a later post date on it. So it has a longer shelf life. And so they actually sell magazines because the magazine industry, if anybody didn't know is not at an all time high anymore. So it's just a way for them to have longer shelf life. I've right. now you know so many covers in my in my previous life skate shop life that's excellent I, I love that that bit just that PSA oh yeah yeah so many people Burnett did something on his Instagram where it was like commonly asked questions it was only up for 24 hours and I was like dude I still see this question I saw it on the slap message board for my thing they were like why are they printing the September issue and I'm like I just I need to like make it I need to like make a billboard or something <laughs> they, should print, they should print that all on the cover yeah. <laughs> oh i was just gonna say it you know the slap guy is asking the question so it stays fresh for all you guys on the message board so it's still good yeah and, hopefully somebody listens to this podcast and actually the only thing that they take away from this whole story is that uh <laughs> the magazine stays on the shelf longer <laughs> that's the only bit of information i need anybody needing i'm so sick of seeing that fucking question well, I'm sure you'll be stoked to never have to answer that question again. Which brings us to the end of our show where we talk about what we're stoked on. Alex, do you have anything that you're stoked on? International travel opening up again because I've been cooped up in California for... I've been cooped up in the States for way too long for my comfort zone. So I'm uh, stoked to be able to travel again. saw somebody else put it on here, but NBA Finals, not a basketball fan, but I've been watching that. And like one of my good friends is like, diehard Milwaukee fan or that's that's the team right I literally know nothing about this I started watching basketball like two weeks ago but he comes over to my house and watches it and has like a conniption every game and that's like almost just as fun as watching as the basketball game itself so yeah between Vans freakouts and the NBA finals international travel and uh anytime Bobby Warris posts an Instagram clip hell yeah hell yeah Mike what are you stoked on 
I'm also stoked on the NBA finals and um, thinking about your friend who was at your house. He must have had a real big conniption when Giannis got a block recovering off Devin Booker onto DeAndre Ayton to block his alley-oop dunk. We're just going to go with that pronunciation of his name. Oh, yeah. The finals have been great, and I'm glad that like they're actually, you know, expanding viewership with, with, with new viewers like our guest here, Alex. Um, they got me. What else am I stoked on? I think I'm, this is a weird one, maybe controversial, but I'm actually stoked on skating less this summer than I did last summer, which was the pandemic summer. Like there's so much shit to do. I'm just kind of like really having a hard time finding time to skate. When I do, it's good. I hurt my legs swimming last week. Speaking of lake swimming, which was my thing last week, uh, but I'm going to try to skate more. Very wandering, stoked on. Uh, Patrick, what are you stoked on this week? Stoked on a lot this week. Stoked on Spitfire Wheels. Um, actually set up a fresh board. Got some friends from uh, Atlas Skate Shop up in San Mateo. They're going to be down this weekend, so hopefully we're going to get a skate in. Euro Cup finals were amazing. Arguably the most dramatic 120 minutes plus penalties I have seen since... France lost in penalties to Italy in 2006. Um, I'm stoked on Jaden Sancho, Bukayo Saka, Marcus Rashford, all of whom play for England, even though I am not an England supporter. Uh, shouts to those guys. They are all absolutely wonderful. Also stoked on the NBA Finals. It's been riveting. We got a real, we got a real finals going right now. Um, hyped for tomorrow night. I'm stoked on pets. Jacob Rosenberg of Plan B fame recently did a little piece for the Allianz support dog squad and it features uh, Letitia Buffoni and uh, Deshaun Jordan and some emotional support dogs and that really tugged at the heartstrings and of course you know isn't every pet an emotional support pet shout out to Oliver the cat and finally I'm stoked on a song called warm summer's night by the NYC peach boys produced by Larry Levan that's been my jam of the summer Templeton what are you stoked on I am stoked on taking some time off I wasn't on the show last week and I was fully 100% off of the show. Last week's show was 100% produced by the crew. Patrick Host, Jason, Mike. Mike did all the editing, all the show notes, you know, the whole deal. Super stoked. It came out awesome and super stoked that I didn't have to do anything. So that's uh, that's what I'm stoked on. That's it for our show this week. Be sure to check out mostlyskateboarding.net for links to things that we talked about, uh, especially Alex's insane photo and other show notes. Until next time, you can keep up with us all week online. Uh, Patrick, where can the people find you? Y'all can find me on Twitter, at Colonel K Speaks, and on Instagram, at Pikagongo. We're not even gonna talk about Clubhouse because, like I've said before, we're too busy being outside. Alex, where can the people find you on the Bob Digital Internet? You guys can find me on my website at uh, alexpeppy.com. Get a nice little gift, order a print, Maybe get a last copy of the zine that I got on there, or you can hit up Alex underscore Papke on Instagram. Send me a DM. Send me something nice. Uh, Mike, where can we find you? I'm on the internet at two handles for, well, the same handles for Twitter and Instagram at M Munzenreiter Templeton. Where are you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at Mostly Skate and on Instagram at Mostly Skateboarding. We'll see you guys next week. Be safe, though.